Okay, it reads, But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. So we want to build around that theme verse as we connect it to the book of Luke, chapter 1, verse 19. And the angel answered, and the angel answered and said unto him, I am Gabriel that stand in the and I am sent to speak unto thee and to show thee bad tidings. Numbers chapter 17 verse 8. And it came to pass that on the morrow Moses the tabernacle of witness. And behold, for the for the olive was budded and brought forth buds and blossomed blossoms and yielded blossoms. New King James Version says it yielded ripe almonds. They were ready to, ready to eat. In Zim, we used to have ripe and ready. We used to have ripe and ready. So the almonds that that budded there were almonds that were ready for the eating. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. In the morning, we were talking about um, the importance that we are supposed to put on sacred things. And the sacred thing that we zeroed in on was the house of God. What we can call the church or the gathering of the saints. And um, when saints gather, if we take it from the Old Testament, the temple had courts, different courts. And these different courts, not everyone would proceed into different courts. By the time we get to, to the Holy of Holies, only the high priest would, would go in there. And so we want to start from there, from that in mind. What we have in the book of Luke chapter 1 are two ladies who, were in, who had an impossible situation for them to bear children. The other one was too old to bear children. Pastor Major talk, uh, uh, spoke about uh, those who flourish, they will give, uh, they will bear fruit even in old age. So Elizabeth was too old to bear a child. So she was past the, the age of bearing uh, children. The other one was a virgin. And both these two ladies, in their impossible situation, God, through the angel Gabriel, told them that they are going to have children, despite their circumstances. 
Some storms in life are not storms that come and they are windy and they are disturbing a lot of things and stuff like that. Sometimes your storm could be a situation. And when everybody else is popping up children and having um, birthday parties and they call it baby baby showers, it's not something that you enjoy because your situation, maybe the doctors have told you, you cannot for whatever reasons, you can't bear, you can't be fruitful. And so that could be your storm. That could be your storm. Um, Your storm could be a situation where it's not making a lot of noise, but you just cannot progress in in your profession. Everybody who comes behind you, they get promoted and they are doing well and stuff like that. and, And you... You just look like you are in a dry patch. And you, it's not saying that you have not prayed about it. You have prayed about it, But yours is a situation that is fashioned against you. And it's keeping you from progress in life. So Elizabeth and Mary were in that situation. And both these ladies, they asked the angel Gabriel one similar question and they they both asked him how can this be is the how question because you look at your situation situation and where you are it's not like god is not able to do it but how is he going to do it because the how question can limit you how question can limit you you know you have been taught that all things are are, are possible with God God is able to do everything but you look at yourself you do not have a qualification that the government wants to do what you dream of doing and then you ask the question how can it be you You look at your husband. You have been praying for the past three years for your husband. It looks like he's actually getting worse. (laughs) It looks like he's even getting worse. And then the man of God comes to you and say, no, things will be all right. Your question is, how can it be? How can it be? And I think... Almost all of us, we have got areas of storms where you may believe other things, but on this one, how can it be? How can it be? To Mary, Gabriel answered the question, how can it be? By saying, the Holy Spirit is going to come upon you. That's an easy one because... I mean, the Holy Spirit is God. If he comes upon you, things happen. And at the last conference, Mama taught us, as uh, DP was sharing, Mama taught us about the Holy Spirit, how he works and how he operates. and so All things are are possible when the Holy Spirit takes over. But I'm more interested in the answer that Gabriel gave to um, to Elizabeth. Elizabeth says, I am too old to have a child. How can it be? And if you look well, if you look well, if our sisters there still 
are still following us. If you look well in the book of Luke, chapter 1, Gabriel answers in an answer which is not an answer. <laughs> it will be given an answer, but it's not really an answer. Or it's an answer that you don't want to hear. You want to hear another one which actually sheds more light. But Gabriel, when he was asked by Elizabeth, how can it be, seeing that I'm too old to have a child, Gabriel answered and he says, I am Gabriel. I didn't ask you your name. I said, how can it be? Why are you telling me that you are Gabriel? So he, he says, what you're talking about, it, it's impressive, but how can it be? And he says, I am Gabriel. <laughs> I am Gabriel. And what Elizabeth heard is not what we are hearing. So let's go back into Elizabeth's shoes. Being Jewish, and the angel spoken to him in, his, in her own language, what Gabriel said to Elizabeth is, how can it be? And then he says, I am a man of God. Because Gabriel means a man of God. And he says, I am a man of God who stands in the presence of God. What opens up? You don't need anything else. What you need in your life is it's either you need a man or a woman of God who stands in the presence of God. Or you need to be yourself a man or a woman of God who stands in the presence of God. Because the presence of God is all what you need. The situation we have in the book of Numbers there were people who were disputing the anointing of Aaron. And so God says, tell all these people who think that I am anointing them the same way as Aaron to bring a rod, each one of them, tomorrow to you. And when they bring them, bring them in the presence, in my presence, leave them there. And so he collected sticks or rods. These are dry rods. They are past their fruit-bearing you know, a rod is a tree that, for whatever reason, is dead. And somebody has tried to put it to use so they have kept some kind of stick out of it. Nobody looks for mangoes in a rod. Nobody looks for any kind of fruit in a rod. So it's a, it's a total write-off. And God says, let all these people that are complaining about my servant bring rods, including also iron. And so Moses took all these rods and he, he did not pray over. He didn't lay hands on these rods. He just took these rods and he left them in the presence of God. God did not tell Aaron what he wants to do with those rods. He just said, leave them there. And the Bible says early in the morning, Moses being the man of God that he is, duty calls. Let me not digress. <laughs> Judy calls and he goes into the presence of God. And then the Bible says, behold, the rest of the rods remained the rods. But the rod of Aaron in one night budded. In one night 
it blossoms. In one night, those blossoms bore fruit. In one night, those fruits ripened. In God's presence. Let me just give it to you to say, your problems need God's presence. We have been, we have got a culture and a training as believers to pray. I subscribe to that. I believe in prayer. But one thing that we have not been taught, Apostle, is, is to stop praying and be quiet in the presence of God. Because in the, in the courts of God, people would come with thanksgiving, with singing, with timbrels and all these instruments. But as they progress to the presence of God, the loudness of the music would die down. And then there was a time when all the instruments would be told to keep quiet. One of the prophets said, let all the earth keep quiet because God is arising. In God's presence, when we get into God's presence, the best thing that you can do is keep quiet. Because, uh, let, let's look at Job. Job's situation was so dire that he did not know what's happening. The Bible says, when things really got bad, Job just rose up, he shaved his head, his head, he tore off his clothes, he sat in circles for seven days, he's quiet. Friends came and they tried to explain what's happening. They tried to explain Job's storm, but Job kept quiet. Job understood. There is a time and place where you don't need to explain yourself. You just need to be in God's presence and you sit in God's presence. Let those who are trying to cancel you, cancel you the way they want. Let those who want to share their perspectives about your storm, say whatever they want to say. You stay put and you stay quiet. Very important. Some problems in life you don't have to explain them. There are problems in life where I don't need you to come and tell me 10 scriptures on how I should believe God. I have done that. I have done that. And for whatever reason, this problem is not moving away. The only thing I need to do is to say, God, what's happening? I keep quiet in God's presence. I keep quiet in God's presence. And when we keep quiet in God's presence... It's not like nothing is happening. Something is happening. Something is happening. So, going back to the book of Luke, then the, Gabriel says to Elizabeth, you want to know how this is going to happen. This is how it's going to happen. I am an, a man of God. And being a man of God, I'm not a busy man of God. I'm not too busy. What I do is just to stand in God's presence. I just stand there. In the Old Testament, we see angels discussing this, discussing that. Gabriel says, my job is to just stand there. To just stand there. And then he says, when I'm standing there, this is the reason why I am sent. 
because I am just standing there and I am sent to you with a definitive answer on to your situation. I just stand there. And I believe God wants people who are not too busy with church things that they cannot listen to God. Too busy doing ministry. Too busy up and down. Everywhere. But God is trying to just say to you, hold on, chill, relax. And you can't hear it because you feel like if you are not busy, things will fall apart. No, 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 no. Things will not fall apart because you're not busy. Things might fall apart because you're too busy. We need to learn that art. There is a time. Those of us who are prayer warriors, I know there are some who are prayer warriors, prayer, prayer warriors and, and stuff like that. Teach yourself to find time to just go away and sit. To just go in your corner. Don't, don't be the one every time who say things. Just go there and wait. Just go there and sit in God's presence. It might look crazy to people who look at you, but with patience, God will start talking to you. With patience, God will start communicating to you. We need to develop a listening ear. We need to develop that presence of just being there in God's presence. And Gabriel says, my job is just to be there. If you see me busy, it's because I was standing there and I was given an instruction. Now I know what to do. Now I know what to do. Now with that in mind, <clears throat> with that in mind, and with that understanding, are we together, my brother? Okay, with that in, in mind, let's put that in the context of the book of Isaiah, chapter 40. <clears throat> my dear pastor here explained, and he says, Isaiah says, but they that wait upon the Lord. And he described it beautifully. He says, to, to wait is the same job as a waiter. I'm going to shop in my India. It just, it just takes me off. I don't want somebody who asks me what is I don't want that. I came here by myself to buy things. Why are you asking me how much I have? But in a, in a good restaurant, <laughs> my wife says, I once shared with you, my wife says, when you're getting in a restaurant and you're looking up, it's not a good restaurant. I mean, it's affordable, but it's not, it's not a good one. He said a good restaurant, you don't look up when you get in there. You sit down and you look down on a menu. But anyway, we're not talking about that. <laughs> All right, but in a, in a good restaurant, you get there, you sit down, and they give you a menu. A good waiter does not sit there bothering you. They give you and they go away. Do we have waiters in the house? Do we have waiters in the house? <laughs> All right. So a good waiter, they give you the menu and they withdraw. They don't want to bother you. And they go somewhere. But their eye is on you. 
their eye is on you. They might not be there, but their eye is on you. Their attention. You are their person until you are done. If you just turn, a good waiter is there. Because any movement, you are communicating something to them. Is there anything that I can do? Is, they are watching you. Is there anything that I can do? No, I'm, I'm, still, I'm, I'm, I'm still choosing. Uh, because, you know, sometimes, sometimes we are confused. You know, we really don't know. I don't like when, when a menu gives me all these Italian names. And I'm, and I'm like, I don't even know what this is. But anyway, you are so confused. And you're like, I oh, know. Um, just give me a minute. Just give me. A, can we give you some water? They, because they just want to save you. And then eventually you, 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 you pick what you want and they, and, and they take your order and they go. In the meantime, when your order is getting whatever, a good waiter is always looking at you. And some of the movements that are not related to them, they are there. Is there anything that I can do? Do you want some water? 